found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome uh, to a Friday here on the Ken Miller Show. Myself and Trent Condon with you for the next couple of hours. Lots to get to today. Of course, we'll keep an eye on the second round of the U.S. Open unfolding at Shinnecock in Southampton, uh, New York, where Dustin Johnson is opening up a little daylight, at least uh, at this point, as he uh, finishes up his round today playing with Justin Thomas and Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods will be going home for the weekend. Dustin Johnson will walk into the clubhouse with a, in all likelihood, a three-shot lead should not things go awry on 18. Dustin Johnson uh, having a very nice round. Again, he is four under. One of only two guys in red numbers, Ian Poulter being the other, but he's yet to put a tee in the ground to begin his uh, second uh, round of the tournament. Matt Rudy's uh, at Shinnecock. We'll get catch up with him here in about 15 minutes. Appreciate uh, Matt joining us here today once again from Golf Digest. Dylan Montz will recap the week in Iowa State News. He joins us at 1240. Tom Kakert, at about 110. And then we'll do a little college football, etc. Uh, with Bama Bob to round out the program. Trent, lots to get to. It broke just after we got off the air yesterday. I guess we should start there just to We'll get the last whack at it of all the local shows mm-hmm. uh, in the market. I'm sure you and Jimmy B spent considerable amount of time yesterday uh, discussing the demise of the Final Four Classic that are the Big Four Classic, Final Four Classic, <laughs> Big Four Classic. Um, to really, I mean, it was inevitable, right? Didn't we know essentially know that uh, when it was all wrapped up last year in December that in all likelihood Iowa was going to opt out of it after this year and decide to go in a different direction? And that's what they have chosen to do. And this was the reason that I just never could completely get behind the Big Four Classic. Now, the three parts of that, it was never really big. No. There, there were four of them, mm-hmm. and it certainly wasn't a classic. No, and anything about that. No, not not at TV all. TV was helter-skelter. Yeah. ESPN three at times. Yep. It just it never worked. And maybe part of that has been... You and I hasn't stayed at the level that they were, though they've you know beat Iowa there. They beat Iowa State there. Mm-hmm. It just didn't have Drake. Did they win a game? No, they didn't win a game. I don't think they did. And it, it's from twenty plus years. I remember of having, they beat Iowa State and Royce White's. Anyways, <laughs> Jimmy B brought that up. In fact, yesterday did he really? In, in your big bet. <laughs> Biggest bet I ever made in my life. One. It's a lock. I looked it up. The the actual the closing number was one. I know. It was a cinch, Trent. I, I fired at it too. Not Which like was, me. No, no. You were you were heavy handed in this that one. This was gonna make Christmas at the Miller household something to behold, and it did. Yeah. No presents yeah, under the no, tree that no. year. Tom Coates was uh, that commercial kept going over and over as I <laughs> rang up those credit cards in my mind. <laughs> Anyways, that's water under the bridge. I learned my lesson and I'll never bet on a local again and haven't since that. Infamous day. Well, I can't say the same on this side of the table, right. but uh, away we go. It. I just never could get behind it because I was disappointed. And I was disappointed in Iowa and Iowa State pulling away from the home and homes. I get it. Back in the day, it was 16 conference games for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. And you had a lot more flexibility. You could have upwards of 15 non-conference games. There's a lot more wiggle room. Yep. But as they moved to 18 games and now the Big Ten going to 20, we knew this was inevitable. 
it sounded like this was happening. The, there were a few little things that Gary Barta had mentioned in the past that it looked like, all right, this was going to be coming down. And here we are. Am I going to miss it? No, I'm not. Individually, the event, I won't miss. And that's nothing against the people at Wells Fargo and you know, Greater Des Moines and everything that, that puts the event together. But I just couldn't get behind it because the way we had it before. This is Iowa. This is Iowa State flexing their muscle. Mm-hmm. This is them. Yeah, Jamie Pollard caught a big break yesterday when Barda was the one that went public. Yeah, yeah. And even when this first Because he looks to, like the bad guy. He does, yeah. When this came to fruition, everyone pointed to Fran getting kicked out of the game at the McLeod Center mm-hmm. early on in his tenure. Yeah. Well, they, they never want to play it in Cedar Falls because if you think that that was no. the reason for it, this has been coming for a long time. Mm-hmm. The thing that just annoys me, well, you don't see Illinois... Going to play in Southern Illinois in a home and home every year. Well, it's true, but there's also how many D1 schools in basketball in that state? You got Loyola, you got Chicago State, you got Southern, you got Illinois State, you got Bradley. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm SIU Edwardsville is a D1 program. Well, there's a lot more. We had four here, and they played each other in a home and home, and it was great for the state. It was, but the uh, the conference of uh, the conference responsibilities have changed. Trent, there's there's mm-hmm. more games, and I know people are pointing to Bryant being on the schedule. You could schedule Bryant. Well, there, no one is saying that they won't reach out to Drake and invite them to uh, Carver Hawkeye or to Hilton Coliseum. Who was the most vocal fan base? Do you think in the, as far as their disdain for this? Event because I always thought it was Iowa State fans that were, for the most part, the most um, unwilling to accept it because they they didn't like the fact that they were giving out a game at at, at Hilton. They don't want to watch. They don't want to pay to watch Iowa play. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem to be the most vocal um, when when the event came together and all throughout the the length of the event. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I think that. Um, Look, it's it was perfect before, yeah. but unfortunately, things change, right? Mm-hmm. Things change, and for a while there, this was a way to maybe get us over the shock of what we had and what we're no longer going to have, mm-hmm. and this is going to wean us maybe a little bit off of that, right? Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Yeah, uh, and now we're at that point. Well, the most vocal that I always heard, and and I think the Iowa perspective was very similar. Why are we? playing a non-conference game in Des Moines, we could have a game in Carver and maybe have the flexibility to actually play a home-and-home with somebody from a power conference, and we don't have that ability with the current construction. But what I always heard was from the UNI fans because they knew every single year they were one of the few mid-major teams in the country. They were going to get a Big 12 or a Big 10 school in their gym. We're getting them in our building every single year, and it's helped them. It helped them as an at-large team back in 2004. It helped them as a large team, I think, in 2000 and maybe the next year as well. To those two years, though, under McDermott, that they made it as an at-large without winning the conference tournament, it was on the backs of wins against Iowa and Iowa State. Mm-hmm. You have that, well, it certainly is going to improve your resume, and then they no longer had that ability. They no longer had those games. They had one neutral site game, and that was it. And, you know, the flexibility, too, for them, well, you don't have to beat them both, but if you beat one of them, either home or away, you're going to be in good shape. That is going to be a feather in your cap. Now that is gone, and now both of them are gone. So I always heard the most from the UNI fans that it was difficult, probably from my vantage point, knowing the 10,000 alumni here in the Des Moines area. It's uh, it's a disappointing day for the MVC and for UNI and Drake, though, to no longer have that. And we'll see. You know, the MVC as a whole has been pretty steadfast over the last... I want to say eight, nine years, we are not a conference that just accepts buy games. They will at times, and some of the lower-rung programs will. But if you're an upper echelon team in the MVC, 
Doug Elgin has said, you're not a buy opponent. Home and home, two for ones. Two for ones, yep. Those, those can happen. If you're you and I, where do you turn? I mean, because I, I'm sure inside that building there's some upset people. Do you make a phone call to Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, and say, in the past we've told Iowa we don't want to do a two for one. We've told Iowa State we're not going to do a two for one, but we will with you. I mean, go that route. I think Wouldn't it's worth a phone call. Yeah, I think it is too. I think it is too. David Harris has got some work to do. Yes. So does uh, uh, Brian Harden at, uh, at Drake. Let me ask you this. Most likely, there's or, or C, none of the above, most likely to show up at either Carver or Hilton, Drake or you and I, or, or C, none of the above, hmm. in the next 10 years? I would say Drake. Because uh, Drake is in a position right now where they're looking to build, mm-hmm. and they're a team that would take, I think, a buy game where here's your hundred thousand dollars and take your L and move along. Right? You know the way that most of them are looked at. I would guess that that would that's where I put my money. I would guess is Drake. How about you? Where Drake? I think Drake is, is the Drake answer. Too? Yeah, yeah, I think it's Drake. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't, I don't see you and I because, like you said, they had that opportunity, the two-for-ones in the past, and I could see them not out of spite but out of uh, maybe a little we'll show you or, yeah. you know, well, we're going to reach out to those surrounding states and try and get one of those schools to come over and, you know, play us once and we'll go there twice. Mm-hmm. That would make some sense. Primetime League is no more. Yeah. After a, after a pretty long run, it was – you know what it is, Trent um, – it's a way to keep basketball at least maybe in the conversation yes. throughout the summer months. Um, we weren't pouring over the box. No, scores. but I remember when Kevin Lehman coached a team, and I think he did, maybe not last year, but the last couple of years, and we would have Kevin on. Look, it's 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 you're killing segments at this yeah. time, what we're doing, right? But we're we're talking about something that's Absolutely. relevant. Absolutely. I and, mean, do people really want to hear us break down the Seattle Mor- Mariners. The Morocco, Iran from earlier today. No, no. Sorry for the people that I handed out Morocco yesterday. They lost one to nothing. <laughs> Did you? Or are we going to talk? We're not going to say, you know what? Jack Nungy had 45. But we're going to say, hey, he's shooting the ball a lot better uh-huh. this year. You, he you looks take- different. You can tell he's done some work in the gym yes. following the end of the season. You take those little nuggets yeah. and then you expound upon or it. Or you see a freshman for the first time. Right. Hey, you know what? C.J. Frederick might be a little bit better. That maybe right. he can carve out a niche and and play a ten minutes. Those are the conversations that come from this. And are you highly overrated player you're seeing for the first time, and what a difference he's going to uh, make? And then his career is a, you know, pretty nondescript four years. Yes, and we've seen that over the. But at least it's um it's a talker, right. and that's why I'll miss the primetime league as much as anything. And you know the Cap City League goes on, and you just have to wonder, um, you know, how many more years that thing's got left. Well, it can't be very much more. I mean, if if you're seeing this and the reasons behind it, and for people that miss the reasons that Iowa laid out in, or Randy Larson laid out uh-huh. there. Are they legit? They are. Because, the, because it, of the extra time that the NCAA has allocated to yes. the teams to plot practice together in front of coaches. and then... Yep. So you're putting in a lot of time during the summertime. Mm-hmm. And, and we talked about this with Linda Wigington the other day, just an opportunity to recharge your batteries. I think that's important, too. Personally, I would have liked them see, all right, we can't do this twice a week, but can we at least get a game a week? You know, shorten it up. You only play, I don't know, instead of 10 regular season games, you play five. You play once a week. You get through the summer, and we'll still get this glimpse at the guys and whatever it is, Sunday night, Wednesday night, whatever you put it there. Do it once a week. I, I do wonder if that was something that they could have done. 
The other thing that they're handicapped, and this was a rule change, I don't remember how long ago it was, but in the past you could have, I think it was three, maybe four guys from the same team on a roster for each of these summer league teams. That has changed and you can only have two. And you've seen that in the past when we saw the Capital City League draft mm-hmm. about a week ago. Two Iowa State guys, two Drake guys, that's it. And some guys you don't know, including some high school kids. Right, right. And that flexibility is also gone. And another reason that they're struggling to fill out these rosters for these teams is because AU basketball is so big. That's true. The yep. summer is so important where it doesn't matter if you're a top-flight kid. You're, you're a Tyreek LaCour. He's out on the AU circuit, but he wants to play in a league like this. You know, I saw somebody uh, yesterday bring up the point, well, why don't you take a kid that isn't a star player, isn't a D1 player, but you know, just wants to get some minutes and get on floor and be able to play against these college guys? And Well, that kid's looking to maybe get a D2 scholarship, to get a scholarship at an NAIA school. He's more worried about that than he is, well, I got to go up and I got to play against Linda Wigington. I got to play against Tyler Cook. Yeah, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. But, if but at the get, end of the day, he's got a bigger he, issues, he, right? you got a college paid for going right. to a D2 school. Certainly more important you do that on the AAU circuit. Uh, Matt Rudy coming up, Golf Digest. Just uh, let's uh, recap yesterday and a little bit about today. Um, I'm not liking this trend, I'll be honest with you. And I know I'm in the minority. I, I know that um, for the most part, people watching this tournament are enjoying the heck out of watching these guys. Um, this golf course beat the crap out of some of the, uh, out of the best players in the world. With the exception, at least of so far, of Dustin Johnson. Although Tommy Fleetwood had a hell of a round today, 66. Uh, he's uh, one over uh, going into tomorrow because his third, first 36 holes are in the bank. But it just, last year I didn't like it at all. It was mm-hmm. it was not a typical U.S. Open. I kind of think they maybe went a little bit overboard trying to correct the wrong from last, right or wrong from last year. I'm in the minority. I know that. Mm-hmm. But we're watching more guys make good shots and not get the payout. Um that I think that they should. We're setting up for this baby to be really boring because you don't have the shot making. And as I told you yesterday, I'm fine with that at the U.S. Open. Once a year, trick it up, make it difficult. You can hit a good shot, and you still are on the backside of the green and trying to get up and down for par. I'm okay with that once a year. The problem is, is what Dustin Johnson's doing. Because this might set up for a weekend where he's three, four shots away Nobody can catch him. Nobody, because you can't make birdies mm-hmm. on this course. You can't make a run. You can't go out and sh- shoot a 30 on the back nine and get back into contention. Because of that, this could set up a very boring weekend, at least at the top with the leaderboard, and of course, no Tiger with it, and on and on and on. That's the concern that I have, but I'm still okay with it. Though, it has been a little boring. I mean, yeah, it, I think it has have you, How many putts did you watch? I watched uh, about 45 minutes this morning. How many putts did you see made? None. I mean, very I mean, few. I mean, I think Dustin Johnson had made uh, made a long one for birdie. Yeah. But Dustin Johnson's playing better than anybody else yeah. in this tournament. As far as that's a great point, where these guys that are chasing that are going to have to make some birdies or you know cross their fingers and hope Dustin Johnson implodes, and I guess he could. Could. Um, but yeah, and for I guess the most that's part, the moment you're waiting for. Yeah, but I'm not waiting a, for that. Is there a triple hanging out there somewhere? You get in a bad spot. And... Boy, one eight Tigers lunch right triple <laughs> yesterday, double today. Ooh, he did not. Uh, he had a disappointing US, U.S. Open. He's not alone. I mean, nope. we're seeing some. We're seeing some big names that are going home for the weekend. We'll take a break. We will uh, more on Shinnecock. Matt Rudy, Golf Digest. Uh, Matt spent uh, most of the week there. Uh, he'll be back there this weekend as well. We'll catch uh, catch up with Matt Rudy. Find out, you know, just get his take on what we've seen. But um, the rain has given way to pretty nice day by the looks yeah, of things, yeah. right? 
Because early this morning, it was spitting rain. and um, Tony Fina was the only one that wasn't wearing a rain jacket. Was he the only one? <laughs> Showing off his guns. Yeah, why wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, we'll come back with Matthew Rudy. Dylan Mont's on Iowa State at 1240 or thereabouts. In the 1 o'clock hour, Tom Cakert is here. So is Bama Bob. Trent and I till 2. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu. Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu. Made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. Bennigan's is a proud sponsor of high school baseball on 1700. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Hi, I'm Janice Lane, CEO of Children and Families of Iowa. This year, Children and Families of Iowa is celebrating our 130th anniversary. Over the years, our mission has remained the same, to work collectively to restore hope, build futures, and change lives for children and families throughout Iowa. Visit us at CFIOWA.org. Thank you for helping us fulfill our mission. Terrace Hills Golf Course is home to the four-and-a-half-hour guarantee. Are you tired of playing golf courses that don't care about speed of play? Then make a tee time at the beautiful Terrace Hills Golf Course weekdays before 2 p.m. and weekends and holidays before noon, and they guarantee you complete your 18-hole round of golf in four-and-a-half hours or less, or your next green fee is free. Terrace Hills Golf Course. Make your tee time now by calling 515-967-2932 for Terrace Hills Golf Course in Altoona. When posting on most job sites, you get candidates. I'm the sales director. I'm the sales director director you're looking for. But when you post on Indeed.com, you get the candidates just right for you. I'm a sales director with an MBA, over 10 years experience, who's also fluent in Japanese. With Indeed, you can add screener questions for a less time-consuming route to your short list of qualified candidates. Arigato. Hiring's better when you've got your short list. Save time on hiring when you post a job on Indeed. Get started today at Indeed.com slash hire. There's still time to find the perfect gift at Macy's Father's Day Sale. Just buy it online and get free pickup in-store. Simply shop ahead at Macy's.com by 3 p.m. Saturday, 1 p.m. Sunday. We'll contact you when it's ready so you can pick it up in-store the same day. You'll even get a Macy's Savings Pass, good for an extra 20 or 15% off your next in-store purchase. Finding the perfect Father's Day gift has never been easier. Visit Macy's.com slash store pickup. Savings off regular and sale prices exclusions apply. Hey guys, Trent Condon back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, giving away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515 515- 650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness. Did you know the Heritage Carousel in Union Park is available for rentals? This is a -a one-of-a-kind venue that will keep your guests talking long after the party. We've hosted everything from birthday parties to rehearsal dinners. The Heritage Carousel is owned and operated by the Des Moines Carousel Foundation and is a not-for-profit organization. If you would like to have your next event at the Heritage Carousel, go to heritagecarousel.org for more information on renting the carousel. 
Summer is here, and when the storms hit and your roof leaks, it's time to call Wolf Construction. From a complete re-roof to just fixing that leaky roof. The roofing staff has experienced working with many different roof systems with Wolf Construction and a knowledge of how the roof system works best for your home. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-225-8866 or online wolfconstruction.net Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins South of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at RushOnBusiness.com where Rush Niggett can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry, PC, and Rush Niggett. Here we go. Back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Here's Ken and Trent. Show 1700 KBGG. Trent Connor and myself with you until 2 o'clock. Still to come this hour, Dylan Mons. We'll do some Iowa State. We'll recap the week in Iowa State athletics, basketball, and football-wise. Uh, right now, let's uh, recap what we've seen so far in the 118th U.S. Open, Shinnecock Hills. Matt Rudy, Golf Digest. Follow him on Twitter, at Rudy Writer, W-R-I-T-E-R. Of course, all of our guests appearing on the Dr. Stephen Fuller and Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline, East 29th Street, 2822 East 29th and 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Matt Trenton, Ken in Des Moines, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? Doing fine. Biggest story so far um, of what we've seen in the first day and uh, the guys that are now finished the round. What would you say is the biggest story of this U.S. Open to this point? Well, Dustin Johnson playing so well. I mean, the, the, when you've got the number one player in the world leading the tournament and not just leading the tournament, but you know, looking super comfortable and yeah, everything's working. Everything's working for him. So that's a that's a that's a big deal because it's not like you're chasing an unknown quantity. You're you're chasing a guy who knows how to play well and has been playing at a pretty high level for a lot of years now. And um, I think what we're all rooting for now is to have a, the, the what looks like the beginnings of a cool leaderboard to keep materializing. I think having Henrik Stenson and Justin Rose and Tommy Fleetwood and players like that right up near the top of the board also gives it gives it some spice for the weekend. You know, uh, I, I heard, and I can't remember, one of his former swing coaches, I believe it was, talked about Dustin Johnson and mentioned a while back that he's got the talent and he just needs to put the work in. Is, is he put the work in? Is it just natural ability? When you look at him and the consistency that he's putting together and now this run here, why is it all coming together right now for Dustin Johnson? I think it's a, a few things. He certainly put the put the work in. I, I think the, we've been spoiled over the years when, when you watch what Tiger Woods is able to do, for example, win so many majors and win so many tournaments. It, it set the bar pretty high and what expectations for a 
good year would be. But, you know, Dustin Johnson has won 19 times on tour, and he's won a major, and he's had another one taken away from you know, because of that strange ruling at the PGA, and he, he had another one that he lost out on it to, to Jordan Spieth with the, with the three-putt on the last hole. So uh, this is a guy who's, who's been up there near the top, and, and he's always had the, the fitness. And, and I think the only question with him is, uh, has been not, not even so much his attitude because his attitude has always been pretty chill and, and relaxed, but um, the, 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 the way you deal with adversity during a round and, and uh, when, when things go sideways a little bit like, they're, like they tend to do at the U.S. Open, and, and I don't think you can get a, a better answer for that than, than what he was able to do a couple of years ago at the U.S. Open when there was that crazy ruling in the middle of the round about his ball moving. Mm, yeah. there's, a lot of players that, there's a lot of players that would have had that ruling and just fallen apart, and he, he just said, I'm going to keep hitting my shots and doing my thing, and at the end I'm going to find out what my score is. And if you can really embrace that and play that way, you're going to win a lot of golf tournaments. Uh, Matt Rudy, Golf Digest, is our guest. Matt, uh, what are the players that are about to tee off or going to go off at some point this afternoon? What will their conditions be like opposed to what we saw this morning? We saw some rain this morning. What can the guys that are yet to go off, will they have a uh, an easier path to a better score perhaps, Matt, or no? I think it's going to be harder in the afternoon. I, th- there, was, there wasn't much wind out here, and the, uh, that, that just marine fog and kind of cloudiness and dampness, it... it Tamped down the green speeds a little bit. You kept things under control. You could spin some shots back. You could, you could hold some greens. And I think uh, as it continues to clear, if that's what you know, that's what we wind up getting, and that's what the forecast looks like—some sun to come out and temperatures to go up a little bit. The the, the greens are going to be walked on obviously all day. And, and as you play and, and you you know you're you're through after you know, people have been playing on the greens all day, they get a little spiked up and a little marked up. And the and the power that these greens are made out of kind of perk up in the afternoon and get a little bumpier and then if the wind picks up if you combine the temperatures and the wind and some some bumpiness on the greens i think it's going to be tougher to score this afternoon than it was in the morning not very often we talked about the 80th ranked player in the world but tiger woods uh that's where he sits going into this tournament birdies his final two holes today all for not though what went wrong for tiger and is this just where we are? There might be pockets. There might be an opportunity here or there. But consistently, Tiger in contention those days probably aren't ever coming back. Uh, I think he's shown flashes that he could be in contention. But you know, does that mean it can happen every week? I don't know. I think the the, the biggest issue is putting. And, and I think when when you think when you think back at the, the tournaments that that he's won over the years. It's an amazing safety net to have, regardless of how you're hitting it, to know that you're going to make some of those 10, 12, 15 footers like Jordan Spieth has been doing, for example. It can, it can resuscitate a mediocre round, and it puts so much pressure on the rest of your game if you're struggling with your putter, not, not only in terms of the, the real score you're shooting, but the psyche, you know, how you're thinking about approaching the golf course. And this is such a tough and missing fairways is so punishing that if you aren't putting well, you just can't recover and save enough shots to you know, to be competitive. Dustin Johnson's making all kinds of uh, up and downs from around the green. And, uh, Tommy Fleetwood today played great, made a bunch of putts and hit a bunch of greens. It's just too hard. You're giving up too much to the field if you can't make some putts. Matt Rudy, Golf Digest, a few more minutes with Matt. Matt, um, post-round uh, press conferences yesterday and then some today, are you hearing um, any of the pros complain that the course is just isn't fair? Are you hearing anything about that, Matt? 
I haven't heard anything about that yet. Uh, the, the conditions have been pretty, uh, I mean, pretty fantastic. It's 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 perfect golf weather. It's not too hot. It's you know the wind blew a little bit yesterday, but I think the the predominant feeling for people was that it was tough but fair. Uh, I, but you know the, the problem with anything when when you set the course up right on the edge, with the problem with anything like that is that if you get some kind of, some kind of unanticipated weather, whether it's a change in the prevailing wind or or the wind picks up, or you know, if something different happens with the weather, you, you can go from a challenging but fair golf course to one that's kind of clowny, like the like the last go around here at Shinnecock. And, and and I don't think that's what I think that's what everyone's trying to avoid. So no chance though of them watering greens in between groups going through this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have all this, this new stuff, this, this high, these high tech uh, sensors stuck deep in the ground, and uh, in theory, that's supposed to. Give plenty of warning if, and, and prevent that from being necessary. But I can tell you, if, if you see somebody out there with a hose, you're, you're gonna, the players are going to be running up and tackling him while that happens. What's it going to take for Patrick Reed, who finished yesterday th- three over? I think he's probably, uh, I think he's five minutes away from starting his second round. As he tries to take the next, I mean, he's the only one that's got a chance at a grand slam this year. He's three over. Dustin's playing well. So, other than Dustin coming back to the pack, what's Patrick Reed have to do to get close and then maybe make it uh, a golf tournament this weekend? I think there's two pieces to that. The first piece, um, you can't you can't be too many shots behind at a tournament like this because it's hard to pick up shots. It's hard to make birdies. It's hard to gain a lot of ground when the course is set up the way it is. And second to that uh, is, is the number of people between you and the lead. I think you can get away with a little bit of a bigger margin behind if you're chasing one person or two or two people. But if you're behind a lot of players, then all of a sudden you need 15 or 20 people to play poorly for you to get to get back into it, and that just becomes there's just too many obstacles in the way. So I think if, if you're going to be chasing Dustin Johnson going into Saturday, it, you have to you know, try to create as few obstacles between him and you as possible. So as you look down the leaderboard right now, and still a lot certainly will change throughout the afternoon today, is there a name or two that you're targeting that you like if somebody is going to make a run at Dustin that uh, you like to make a run here over the weekend? Tommy Fleetwood has the best combination of skills of maybe anybody in professional golf with the exception of Dustin Johnson. He's mm-hmm. incredibly long and straight off the tee. He's one of the best ball strikers on the planet. And I think people who follow European Tour golf and you know, sort of golf at the highest level think that it's just a matter of time before that guy wins a major. So I think he would be a really interesting first-time major winner. And I think everybody's looking at what Dustin Ro- or uh, Justin Rose is going to do here in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. That's another guy who's a who's a great ball striker who who thrives at at places where you don't need to make a, a million birdies. You need to hit hit fairways and greens because putting is not the strength of his game, but but if the, if the mission is to hit greens and two-putt, he's one of the best on the planet. Uh, the final question for you, Matt, the uh, marquee trio that's still yet to go off. Yesterday, uh, Rory McIlroy shot an 80. Phil Mickelson was 7 over. Jordan Spieth, I think, was 8 over. Of that threesome, uh, who's got the best chance to make the cut, assuming it's you know 7 or 8 <laughs> over, which means those guys essentially can't give away any shots to par. Any of them going to make boy, it? That, boy, the hard part be explosive is you got to make putts and that's not something that Jordan Spieth has done this year and it's not something that Rory's done this year uh, I, guess, I guess my money would be on Mickelson you know somebody who's who's used to kind of going with the flow and being and, and rolling with the punches I think that the key for all those guys is going to be to just go out and play play 
probably way too aggressive in, 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 in comparison to what the U.S. Open play usually is, but, but take those risks and see what happens because unless something dramatic happens and you shoot a 63 or a 64, I mean, they, 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 played themselves up, they played themselves out of the tournament yesterday. Yep. Good stuff, Matt Rudy. Happy Father's Day to you this weekend. Uh, I'll text you on Father's Day and try and line you up for Monday. Thank you for what you do for us. We appreciate it. You bet. You bet. See you. Good to talk to you, Matt Rudy. Golf Digest, uh, live at Shinnecock, Trent. You're ooing and aahing to yourself over there. What did you just see? Well, I told you before the week, nine can be a bear, but the wind's actually been at their back here these first two days. If that wind's coming into And nine is a par five? Par four. Par four. Well, that's a long one you were telling about. It is, yeah. yeah. Incredibly long, yep. and the wind, uh, if it flips around, it's I mean, seemingly impossible to get home in two with a shot at birdie. Unless you're Jason Duffner, who just uh, holed out from the fairway. Did he? Nice little eagle to finish up as he started on the back today. Nine was his final so hole. So that's it for him. What did Duffner finish up at? Plus four for Duffman. He's got a shot. Uh, Zach Johnson at three over. You know, a lot of people didn't like him. He was. What mm-hmm. did you say? He was one hundred and fifty to one. Yes, yeah. Because he thought the the length was going to come into play in mm-hmm. in this golf tournament. Three over for him. There's a trend. A lot of guys would have signed for three over yesterday, including oh, yeah. that trio that we just talked about. Tiger. He, yes. He would have taken. If he would have been three over yesterday, he'd be in contention. So before Zach puts his tee in the ground, do you like him to make it through the weekend? Oh yeah, yeah. I think he'll make the cut. What that cut number? Well, seven, eight. Seven, eight. And one thing, and I, I mentioned this to you before we went on the air, the U.S. Open no longer has the 10-shot rule. Right. Remember when Ernie Els won his first? No, no. He was bad on the weekend. Bar- wouldn't have made it if it was just top 60, but they had the 10-shot rule if you're within 10. Gets hot on the weekend and wins his first U.S. Open. But they did away with that about five years ago. So... They felt the field sometimes was getting a little too big. They didn't mm-hmm. want to have guys starting on 10 for the weekend. Right, no, nobody does. Yeah. So top 60, and that's it, plus ties, obviously, that, that go along with it. And that number might just keep creeping so down. So you think there's a chance to be 8 or 9? It, it could be because nobody's going low outside of Tommy so Fleetwood. So what is it right now as we sit to it's, uh, it's, it's 7? Seven. Seven. It could get to 9. Could yeah. it get to 10? That might be asking too much. Tiger right, right. And that's the only reason that you worry, you want that, is for Tiger to at least make it. But so if it does get to ten, Rory McIlroy could after shooting eighty in his first round. If he pars the course today, he makes it through the weekend after opening with an eighty. How about our boy that was twenty-two over yesterday? Oh yeah. He's he's still down there at the bottom, Scott Gregory. Scott Gregory, but he's even for his uh, for his second round. Yes, he's he's hot. Par par par. Shot a 92 yesterday. It's a beautiful score. Good for him for showing up to play that play yes. his second round. And he talked to the media afterwards yesterday. It wasn't and one he of the, didn't complain? No, absolutely not. Said, I'm just out here doing my thing. Where's he from? He was a qualifier. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was a qualifier. I don't remember where he was from, but he's just a guy that went through the qualifying process and is there, and he's enjoying his time at Shinnecock Hills. Well, he's getting lots of wax for his money, is he right. not? Um, Dylan Montz will join us next. We will switch gears. We will do Iowa State. We'll recap the week in Iowa State uh, Athletics with our old buddy Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune. He had a sit-down yesterday with Matt Campbell. Uh, he will opine on that, share some of those details. We continue here in the 1 o'clock hour. Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com, and Bama Bob will slide on in here as our final guest of the week and all of our guests appearing on the Dr. Stephen Fuller, Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune, next. Trent and I on 1700 KBGG.
You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. On June 21st, do what you love for those affected by Alzheimer's disease. Sign up for The Longest Day, a fundraising event to help the Alzheimer's Association end this devastating disease. Register at alz.org slash the longest day. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Rufa Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Don't miss the Father's Day sale at your local Ace. Save $100 or more on what Dad really wants. That's right. Save $100 or more on select gifts from Traeger, Craftsman, and DeWalt. The best brands for Dad under one roof. And with so many great gifts at your neighborhood Ace, Father's Day shopping has never been easier. Hurry in for the Father's Day sale right now at Ace. Offers valid on select items through June 18th at participating stores only. See store for details. The 4 for 4 from Wendy's has a lot of fans because it's a deal that gives you a sandwich plus four nuggets, a small fry, and drink, all for just $4. But now the 4 for 4 has more variety than ever with eight sandwich choices. I'm loyal to the double stack. I'm Junior Baking Cheeseburger through and through. I pledge myself to the crispy chicken sandwich. I'm loyal to my hunger. Whether you're loyal to one sandwich or all eight, the Wendy's 4 for 4 has a sandwich for you. So try them all and pick your favorite. Now that's deliciously different. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Offer not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Baseball. Is there another professional sport that brings out as much passion and as many memories in their fans? Kevin the Flag Guy here. We love baseball at Heartland Flags. Go Reds. We know what the flag means, and so do you. The classic pinstripes, the simple W, or the iconic throwback logos of your favorite team. Baseball is back, and it's time to fly your favorite team's flag. Shop in-store, 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines, or online at heartlandflags.com. 
The United States Track and Field Outdoor Championships are returning to Des Moines June 21st through the 24th. Over 1,000 of the best track and field athletes from across the country will compete at the historic Blue Oval at Drake Stadium. Get in on the action. Purchase tickets at draketicks.com slash USATF and find volunteer opportunities at catchdesmoines.com. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. And at the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon's with me right up until 2 o'clock in the 1 o'clock hour. Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Oh, probably 110, 115, somewhere in there. And then uh, Bama Bob will join us at the bottom of the hour. Right now, Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune, AmesTrib.com to read. Our buddy Dylan Montz, Travis Hines. And all the uh, fine folks at the Ames Tribune. Uh, a lot of coverage on the flood at, at the Ames. You see me, that Trent? Yeah, a little bit. Sheesh. Uh, Dylan, uh, Trent, and Ken, how are you? Doing pretty well, guys. And yeah, I, I was seeing some of the videos we had uh, online and in print and everything, and with all the different photos. And it was it was pretty wild up there yesterday. Yeah, unbelievable. That's where I saw him, Dylan. Uh, Aimstrip.com. Uh, grateful that they put them up there. Well, you had an opportunity uh, to sit down with Matt Campbell earlier in the week uh, once the NCAA um, had rendered their two new rule changes. I thought Matt Leo, who, who was one of the examples uh, that Campbell told you uh, when you were discussing it, would have been a per- would have been a perfect example of a guy that. You know, wouldn't uh, w- who would have seen the field at some point last year, knowing that he had those four games to play with, if you want to uh, phrase it like that. Certainly in the bowl game, Matt Leo, uh, who's going to play this year, would have been nice to get an opportunity to see him. And Matt Campbell, certainly seemingly, uh, according to your piece, a fan of that rule. Yeah, exactly. And I think he's one of the guys, um, uh, you know, people talk about all the true freshmen that will get time or could get time, like a Real Mitchell and mm-hmm. Trevor Downing or a Joseph Gates, but I think Matt Leo is a perfect example of what this rule could do, uh, where maybe he wasn't as ready in the air, wasn't as polished of a football player, but as the year goes on and you kind of get a little bit more of a feel for it, um, uh, you know, from a mental standpoint and certainly from a physical standpoint, um, you're at the point where you could really maybe go out and make a difference. So I think he's going to be a guy that um, uh, he's always going to make an impact this year, but um, coaches were raving about him at the end of last year, too, and how much the bowl practices really had him ready. So I think it's going to be interesting to see who falls into that category this year and who could uh, kind of emerge as the season goes along and have a chance to play in a few games uh, at the end of the year, possibly. 
Well, another position that it, that it certainly makes a lot of sense is the quarterback position. If you have an entrenched starter like they do with, uh, obviously, Kyle Kemp coming back, Zeb Nolan battling him in that two spot, but you know, Real Mitchell, if they're not able to find kind of a role, you know, we've heard a little bit of talk of you know, finding some packages maybe put together, but if it is for just a game here or a game there, you're able to do that. Brock Purdy, some mop-up duty perhaps late in a blowout, something like that. Get these guys on the field a little bit, but not burning that red shirt. Certainly a good thing at the quarterback position, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, Matt Campbell told me the other day, and I think he's going to be one that kind of maintains this because it's part of his philosophy, that um, he'd rather play guys too late than too early. Yeah. So he's not going to throw guys out there just to throw them out there necessarily. They're going to have to be ready and show that they can go out and manage whatever they're asked to do, even if it's in some sort of garbage time or, or you know, cleanup duty. But it certainly affords you the opportunity, whereas uh, in, in years past, obviously, um, that wouldn't have been the case. So if, if those guys show, whether it's early in the year, late in the year, middle of the year, whatever it is, they get those four games to kind of go out there and get those reps. Uh, I've read a lot of negative uh, comments from coaches around college football regarding the new transfer rule that goes into effect in the middle of October. Uh, in your piece, Matt Campbell didn't come across as uh, as disappointed in this rule at, at all, unless I read it wrong, and I don't think I did, Dylan. Uh, Campbell's okay with this and, uh, uh, in fact, kind of seemingly embraced the idea. Just He's confident in his own program. He doesn't think it's going to be essentially college athletics uh, version of free agency. Seemingly, he's all right with this, and you can't say that it was universal amongst uh, college football coaches. Yeah, Ken, I think you're dead on, and that was the interesting part to me, too. He said, obviously, this rule, um, to him, it's a few steps uh, short of free agency. You're not going full on. There's no penalties or there's no restrictions or anything. Obviously, conferences are going to have their um, restrictions and sorts that are placed on them, but I think um, it, it, it makes it a little bit more clear, I guess, of, for, for all parties involved. And I think that's what Campbell told me, that it eliminates some of the gray. Um, guys are still going to be aware of, of um, you know, some penalties that, that come with transferring and sitting out a year and things like that. And he said, frankly, uh, you know, programs have their cultures. Iowa State certainly is starting to get its culture that Campbell wants it to have. And if guys feel like they don't fit or they feel like a better situation is out there, um, it doesn't do anybody any good to hold them back or create all these restrictions that uh, you know are just going to uh, make people look bad or or just uh, cause an unnecessary problem. So I think uh, it's it's good from that standpoint. I think that's what Campbell kind of was uh, talking about there. So uh, it looks like everybody, all the incoming freshmen are eligible. We talked about Joseph Skates when that was announced a couple weeks back that uh, he will be ready to go in this campaign. All 22 of the freshmen coming in, ready to roll. Do you have uh, some names that you're looking at, guys, that, well, with this rule in place, probably more that list is a lot longer, but some guys that you're hearing, and we're just a, a week into camp with the freshmen on campus, but some, uh, some guys that expected to see a role this season out of the true freshmen. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting question. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain right now. It's, it's depending on some of the um, needs that might arise, I guess, um, on defense, maybe at linebacker. Mm-hmm. You could have some names, maybe at uh, defensive line, guys like Isaiah Lee or, you know, whoever kind of uh, emerges there. I, I don't really know right now. I, I'd say Real Mitchell, again, is probably the most prime candidate mm-hmm. just because of uh, him getting here a semester early is obviously really big. And, 
and the position he plays and, and kind of his, some of his unique skill sets, I think, suit him to getting on the field earlier than some of those guys. But it seems like there's always some names that kind of come out of nowhere or a little bit closer to fall camp. I know uh, for Big 12 media days coming up here in July, I think um, obviously then uh, Campbell will have a better sense of kind of maybe who can do what. And uh, you're just that much closer to the season, and, and guys are, are that much more maybe ready to, to kind of fit into a role, whatever they're at. So I think um, that's probably a better time where I can have a better answer. It's a little tough right now, but I'd say, um, you know, real mental, uh, I would almost expect to be out there in some capacity at some point this year. Uh, you mentioned media days, and uh, Big 12 media days are um, about a month away, uh, certainly um, maybe a month and a couple of days, but point being is they're, they're getting here. Uh, any idea who Campbell's going to take with them to uh, to Dallas this year? Uh, I don't know for sure. I would got to be Kyle Kemp, right? Yeah, I, if I were to guess, I would say it'd be a, a Kyle Kemp, um, David Montgomery, uh-huh. maybe uh, Marcel Spears, Brian Peavy who went last year, I think those are some names to watch for. Um, you know, as, as far as an official list, I would think that would be coming out in the next couple of weeks, but I feel like those are probably the, the safest bets of guys that, that'll go, which I think are all uh, you know pretty good candidates and all have interesting perspectives on kind of where the team sits right now. Over to a little bit of basketball with Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune, and Iowa State announces yesterday that Zion Griffin Part of that big recruiting class coming in. He's going to be out three to five weeks with a meniscus uh, problem that he is dealing with right now. Everybody's been talking about Taylor Horton Tucker, but kind of, at least to me, the second guy in that list out of true freshman with the chance to play would be Zion Griffin. How big of an impact do you think that's going to make? It looks like he'll be ready to go by the time we uh, get through the summer and into, into uh, fall camp, though. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any worry from, from anybody that he's not going to be ready to go once the season rolls around just because that is so far out. And Solomon Young had a similar thing where, um, you know, you just got to take some time off and get it healed and then you'll be ready to go. But I think the biggest uh, negative of it is uh, Samsung is to see him right away at the, the Cap City League. I think that's the, probably the, the, you know, the biggest bummer of it uh, for everybody. But um, you know, I, I think uh, you know. Obviously, you got to do what you got to do. You got to get guys healthy. You got to um, make sure everybody's ready to go once you get into the season. And even him still being around, the guys I'm sure uh, is, is going to be big because they hold those um, team workouts during the week in the summer. So him getting around and getting those mental reps is still going to be important. And then once he uh, gets ready in you know a month and a half or so, um, then then he can kind of jump into the physical stuff. But I think. It's probably, a, a, you know, the Cap City League takes a little bit of a hit, but I, you've still got guys like Taylor Horton, Tucker, Mario, Shayok, you guys that you can go out and see. But obviously we know Lindell Wigginton won't play in Zion Griffin, so that, that's kind of disappointing, I know, for people. But, um, you know, it's, it's more important, obviously, once you get uh, into the season to have everybody ready to go. Dylan, over to your over old stomping grounds in eastern Iowa. It was uh, the end of the PTL was announced yesterday. Is the Capital City League, it'll be played this year, but do you believe that might be the next thing, the next uh, chop to fall down with these summer leagues? Do you see the Capital City League being long-term viable? Uh, yeah, it's really tough um, just because I know teams like to be more hands-on with their guys and have uh, workouts internalized and get everybody together. And uh, the one thing that's great about those is, is it gives fans a chance to see it, those players in a different setting. I remember going to cover the PTL. Um, when I was an intern for the Cedar Rapids Gazette, and people came out in full force, and that, that gym in North Liberty was packed. So I know it's, 
it's it's tough to see that one go for people just because they went out and ordered it so much. But it is tough with the changing of, of college basketball and kind of um, the expectations of those guys in the off season to be around uh, each other and to be around coaches and, and be in their own facilities because almost everybody has their own facility now. Um, it, it gets tougher to kind of get out and branch out. So I, I don't know what the long-term viability of the Cap City League is, but um, I think uh, it, it'll, it'll, people will be out, uh, you know, uh, like they have in past years this year just to see some of those new guys. But down the road, it is hard to say. Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune, AmesTrib.com for Dylan Montz, Travis Hines, and the entire paper over there, AmesTrib.com. Dylan, great stuff. Nice piece with Matt Campbell. Appreciate you coming on. We will uh, talk to you in a week's time, if not before. Thank you, Dylan. Absolutely, guys. Thanks, for, thanks as always. Appreciate it. Yep, good to talk to you. Dylan Montz covering Iowa State and doing a terrific job of it at AmesTrib.com, AmesTrib.com. Joel Lanning was the Athlete of the Year, male yep. Athlete of the Year at Iowa State. Pretty easy. It didn't seem like it, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, great, unbelievable story. Unbelievable story. Easy guy to root for. Easy guy to root for, indeed. Uh, Tom Cakert falls into that boat. (laughs) Does he not? Well, it depends on what we're arguing about. Yeah, well, you got a little bit of that coming up, yeah. I'm assuming, with you, you and DK. Uh, Tom Cakert, about uh, 15 minutes from right now. Bama Bob, bottom of the hour. Trent and I have one more hour in the week to go. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber. And Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu, made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. Bennigan's is a proud sponsor of high school baseball on 1700. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. Most sports are played outside, so they should be enjoyed outside too. That's why Buffalo Wild Wings offers the sports patio. 
Sure, you can stay indoors with air-conditioned comfort and human-friendly light, but few things beat natural light, a cold drink in your hand, a delicious wing in your mouth, and athletes entertaining you on television. So order up some cocktails or beers and some of our signature shareables. Then watch all the games on our sports patio. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings. Beer. Sports. Patio availability varies. Please drink responsibly. Imagine your dream carpet installed for free. The Home Depot offers all-inclusive, truly free installation on minimum purchases of $699. No hidden fees and no surprises. So the dream carpet you want comes at the price you were expecting. Imagine free carpet installation that's actually free. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid on carpet priced $1 or more per square foot. Specialty items may be priced separately. License numbers available at homedepot.com slash license numbers. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and